everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back to Central American Voices Podcast. Today, I'm going to start doing a solo episode. So it's just me today. Uh, I'm going to be talking with you guys about Voices Scholarship and a little bit of updates that I have on the podcast. And just to chat a little bit, I haven't been here uh, for a minute now. Um, and you understand I have shared through my social media. So if you don't follow us on social media, um, please go give us a follow and you understand more. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. I have already shared my, <laughs> a little bit of disconnection of Twitter, but yeah. Uh, so today is just me talking to you just to have a, like, you know, like a conversation with you. I have missed coming here, talk with you guys, bringing guests. I didn't release any episode like during that the whole month of February, kind of early March, because I was focusing on the scholarship. So there's something that I wanted to talk today. So how does Voices Scholarship, um, if you follow on, on social media again, you have seen or posts and everything. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Voices Scholarship is a scholarship that I started in. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to take credit. I need to work on that. But um, even like before Central American Voices started, every, even before the podcast started, I always wanted to have or create something that will help with education. As I mean myself, like you, you guys, if you have listened through like our episode, know that I am undocumented. Um, I funded most of my school with scholarship here like in the United States, even though like a scholarship were very limited because of my status, I still was able to apply some scholarship. So I'm very thankful for um, the help that I had when I was like in high school, when I went through college, to my college and everything. Every scholarship helped me graduate um, as well with like the dream act here in California. But even like, even like put on the side, like my actual experience of going uh, as an documented student to college, education for me is so important. Like when I was living over there in Honduras, of course, I, like I, I was in the privilege that my family was able to pay for a private school. However, I saw a bunch of like uh, issues with the education system in Central America, especially with like a lot of battles, a lot of like the school public school system would not care technically about education. Um, they would just stop education because of X, Y, Z reason. And just like at the end of the day, of course, the people who suffer more are the kids. And also because a lot of, in Central America mainly, there's a lot of child labor. And it's something that for me is very painful to see. So I always wanted to do something with education because for me, I feel like the first uh, issue that we have in Central America comes from the lack of education resources. Um, and not only resources of like, oh, like they're not able to go to school. It's the fact that kids, young adults are having to decide between work and school. And that shouldn't be, you know, that shouldn't be an option. That education should like should be your priority. So that's how like I've always thought about doing something. Even when I was in high school, maybe like oh, like in the future I would like to create a nonprofit and all that. But of course, like that takes a lot of work. <laughs> um, so when I started um, voices call like for, I'm sorry when when I started um, 
the Central American Voices podcast, even when like Susie was here, I always told her like, hey, we should start like a, a scholarship. And she was like, always like, oh, hell yeah, we should do it. Um, but of course, we don't we don't have the funds. I don't have the funds. I still work in a fast food restaurant. I still do my freelancing, photography, producing. I, I still do that. And most of my life is like paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. So of course, it's not something that I can afford for me coming out of my pocket. But I, but it's something that I know is 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 needed, is needed in this community. Um, but of course, like the goal of the Voices Scholarship or Voices Fund funds um, is not only the United States, is Central America. However, because of what limited my resources at this moment, I can only, like, we can only work with what we have, <laughs> technically. So that's when last year I started with the pod, like, the podcast merch. Uh, so I have, like, the sweaters and the things. I, we started with stickers, actually. So I, I started with stickers uh, and also with, like, the sweaters and some bucket hats. In uh, every single item, 50% of the profits will go, like, goes to the scholarship. And the other 50% goes to the podcast. Like, I, everything that I have to pay for, like, website, editing, you, you name it, right? To, like, for me to actually fund this program, <laughs> program this podcast. Um, so everything started like that. And slowly and slowly, I was receiving orders, which is, I'm so thankful because I don't know how to run <laughs> a shop. It's something that I was new, like how to, I had to come up with the design, able to find some good quality sweaters that I was like, okay, I kind of like this feeling because, you know, I'm a sweater girl. So like, I wouldn't be giving stuff like that. Um, so slowly, slowly, like the funds were increasing, 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 increasing. Of course, it wasn't like a major, like, oh my God, a thousand dollars thing. But something is something. And I would always appreciate like giving a penny for that. So... Was the fun study like I was like, okay, this is the time to start doing the scholarship because again, I said, let's start first with here with the people that were here. And for me, voice of scholarship is more than a scholarship, it's technically um, giving a little bit that can help someone with books, with transportation with whatever the person needed. Because even though like the scholarship is not big, it still is money that will help us, it will help you get to your goal of graduating and accomplishing, accomplish, accomplish your goals. Um, so yeah, that's how Voices Scholarship started. It started honestly as of, you know, something that I always kind of dream for me to always support. And this platform has helped me start it. And it's truly like the, the application went live on March 1st. That's when we hit two years. So yay, <laughs> we already celebrated two years of the podcast, which is, I get, it's crazy for me to kind of like put into like perspective that I, we have been like, okay, I, I say we as a plural because I, 
I'm like, it's not that I imagined, but I have this idea that I am not the only person on this podcast. It's a whole community that helped this podcast be what it is. But I know it's only me working behind it, but you guys get the point. <laughs> uh, but it's so crazy that we celebrated two years. Um, so we're live on March 1st and it's closing at the end of March. So at the end of this week. Yeah. So the application is very easy and I'm just going to like go over um, more, more like more like more in detail details of the Voices Scholarship. So again, the scholarship is a community funded scholarship by all the Central American community for Central Americans. And this year, like it's $400 a scholarship for one uh, recipient, which I'm going to talk about how many responses I have counted, which I have been overwhelmed. I haven't read them. I have seen the like the applications come in and I'm like, oh my God. Like is I have cried some of like days receiving because it's like, whoa, and I'm gonna do it like that. So one of the requirements, of course, you have to identify a Central American. And this is very important because I have received people asking me. Um, can Puerto Ricans, can other like people uh, identify, um, apply to the scholarship? Uh, for me, it was very important to be for Central American. It's not that I want to exclude everyone, but first of all, as like the podcast, which is just for Central Americans, and of course, everybody who wants to listen, wants to learn about the region, but or main focus is Central America. So for me, it was very important to make sure the person who is applying identify as Central America. It doesn't matter if the person was born in Central America or like was born here, but at least have one parent in Central America. Because we have talked here in, in the podcast about inclusion, about, um, yeah, about inclusion, about erasure. Of Central Americans. You know, I have said, like, I am very privileged again to have a degree in Central American studies. And this is here in LA, but when you go to the East Coast, what I haven't learned, that there's a huge community of Central America, they don't have that. We have talked how, like, within that whole general idea of Latinx community, our community is very small and sometimes overshadowed by this other communities. We're like, are beautiful. Like, like, it's not that we're hating on them. It's just that we don't feel represented. Like, the Latinx community is not only one community. It's multiple of us. And each of us have different identity, different um, traditions that can make us similar or different. But the same way I don't identify as South American, you know, I wouldn't apply for a scholarship that is for South American, Venezuelans, um, Chileans, Brazilians, you know what I mean? Because I don't identify as it. And their experience are different as the experience of Central Americans. So that was one of the reasons why the main requirement is that you have at least identified as Central American, even if you only have one parent that is Central American. Because with diaspora, we have learned that we are 
being mixed with other, you know, other identities, other nationalities. And that is okay. But that doesn't make us less Central American just because, oh, like my parent is from, I don't know, England. But my mom is from El Salvador. Like that doesn't make it less Central American just because you're, you have two different nationalities, backgrounds, you know? So, and of course, like the other one is that you're planning to attend college in the United States by fall 2022. Those are the two requirements. I just kept the ask as easy as, as it is. It is for me the most important is that you identify as Central American. However, you do need to be attending college. Um, uh, one of the questions, and then this is something like I wanted to go over to uh, about the questions that have been received. In uh, I think one of the questions that I received that I didn't add it on um, the frequent question section was if grad students can apply, and it honestly is very painful because. I wish, you know, like, oh, damn, like, you know, you're go you're going through your master's, PhD, and it costs a lot of money. I know that. I, I know that. There's a reason why I haven't done that. <laughs> because it costs a lot of money. And I know you need, you, need, you know, help. You, you need it. But the thing is that because of the, pro like, the process that I have to do in order for you to to get the liver is easier for me to do it for undergrad. So technically just the freshman to senior undergrad bachelor degree. Um, but you can apply also if you are graduating senior from a high school, going to college. Um, and I will talk a little bit more uh, about that in a second, but that is, that is one of the questions that honestly I didn't include. And I should have made it more clear. But yeah, hopefully once this scholarship continues to grow, continues to, uh, we get funds and everything, I hope to make it available for grad student. Um, but at the moment, I am so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, the other one um, that I had... <laughs> Uh, another question that I know will be asked is if undocumented DACA, TPS, mixed status individuals can apply for a scholarship. And again, if you remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, and I have said it multiple times in this, I am document. I am an undocumented person that funded mostly of my college career through scholarships. So for me, it was extremely important that I can make a scholarship available for them because I know the struggle. I know how painful it is not knowing how you're going to afford your next semester. You're not getting a response from the loans. You're not getting a response from um, the DREAMAC if you're going to get money this year or not. And going through scholarship and seeing that you need to be a citizen. It is painful. I know that. And I remember so many times being crying over this. So for me, it was important to make sure that we're included and everyone was included in this. Because throughout the years, we haven't learned how much of the 
Central American community have grown here in the United States, coming from like the immigrant perspective, and is extremely important, extremely important for us to make sure we support them every step of the way, because it's a very hard process. And coming back where I told, I was telling you uh, that is also available for graduate seniors. It's because graduate seniors, you know, you don't know what are your options when you're out there. You come in, you're applied for a bunch of college, you get accepted. Um, too many of those. You get this huge number. And you think, oh, my God, how am I going to pay? If you are lucky enough to apply for FAFSA, if you're lucky enough if to apply for a Dream Act, get those. Um, but let me um, just kind of share a little bit of my experience when it comes to when I was a senior in high school. Again, just the experience of an undocumented person. I apply for like 20 schools. I only got accepted to one. That's where I went. <laughs> uh, that was called in Nordwich. And, you know, I applied for the Dream Act, which is, you know, it's kind of like after you have been here for three years, you can go to college and pay the resident um, amount rather than international thing. Um, I, I, I think that is only available here in California, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, so I went through that. I got applied. I got accepted for type B to like something type B grant. So type B grant means that they will cover your your tuition or something like that. <laughs> However, and this is something that is very messed up and the system is very messed up. I feel that I have to prove them that I was Keep like not capable, but like I had to prove that I deserved it because of my first like once I got applied, I was like, oh yeah, yay! You know what I mean? Like I was so excited. Oh yeah, I got a grant, you know. And I kept telling like my counselor there, uh, Karina, I trust that woman with my life. She was a documented person. She went to UCLA, and her guidance meant so much so much to me so I told her like oh hey like look I got like grand B but I don't understand what this is saying <laughs> um, so what I said is that I got grand B but my first year that will only give me a thousand eight hundred thirty something dollars the tuition of season was seven thousand dollars each year and I was like you know what I mean I was so like Excuse me. So when she explained to me that the reason is because you're having a dream act, it's the state who's paying for you. As your first year, they need to know that you're actually committed to go to college and you will only receive this amount. Immediately, my brain was going on alert. How can I get the funds to pay for it. You know, I already said, yeah. Like, how I'm going to be able to pay? Because it was like a thousand something, like, divided the whole year. So, like, then it was like almost 600, 700. 
dollars each semester. <laughs> but thankfully, because of the Boys and Girls Club, I had a um, scholarship of two thousand five hundred. So like for me, I was like, okay, I'm set the first semester. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, I'm set the first semester, three thousand five hundred dollars of tuition. I like I'm good to pay. I can pay the rest, you know. And then I was like already doing math. How I'm going to pay? Um, how I'm going to work to pay that? And making all these numbers. Um, and I logged in into my student portal, and I got granted a Dreamer scholarship from season for the whole year. And I still remember the moment like when I was sitting there with my mom. I remember I was just coming back from helping her cleaning some like cleaning some houses. And we said like, oh I need to stop by Boys and Girls Club and ask if I can get the full uh scholarship ahead of time that I can pay this first semester. Because the scholarship uh needed to be like divided into too. So I was like, I was I I needed to like write a letter requesting why I needed them ahead of time. Um and I remember like Karina told me, Oh yeah, log into portal and see like how much you need because we need the screenshot and everything. So like I logged in and it says zero zero zero. And I asked Karina, like, oh it's saying zero zero zero. And then she was like, wait, what? And then like we logged in and it said, uh, season grant you a dreamer scholarship. And I just started crying. Like, it still makes me emotional at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I got granted a full grant scholarship my first year by CSIN, which is the Dreamer Scholarship is like only given to the locomotive students. So this is the reason why for me is super important to include undocumented people because I understand the pain to go through. Sorry, because I'm so emotional. But I understand the pain of like going through, don't know how to pay for college and seeing, continue to seeing that. And because for four years and a half, I was in those um, shoes. I was in that position. And now that even if I'm so undocumented, you know, Having the degree means so much to me because it's what I work for this completely entire time. I cannot work under that degree because of my status, but I know how important it is and how meaningful it is for me. So that is completely the reason. Like kind of telling you a little bit of my story um, and why it's so important for if someone is planning to start like a scholarship program out there or like, you know, people who have scholarship outside, please talk about them to make sure if they can accommodate or work towards including undocumented, like undocumented people, because it's truly, truly a struggle. And believe me, every single person who had who didn't have the requirement to be a citizen in their scholarship, you felt so seen, so appreciated. It's just, you know. So that scholarship, I received it every single year of my college. I did receive the Dream Act uh, uh, 
it helped you know it helped me so i'm gonna leave it at a, a dot but that's a little my story of scholarship <laughs> process while being undocumented um so yeah and on regards to questions i know like scholarship rip hey I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. Like some of them are feeling like you have to like say your trauma. Kind of like this here. Like I deserve this, like begging people. So I didn't want that. Oops, sorry. I didn't want it to be the scholarship. I I didn't. So uh, if I go over through the application, it's just the name, the pronouns, email. Make sure you identify as Central American. If you want to be more specific, you can identify from what part, like Honduras. Or if you don't identify with the general identity, you can identify as how you identify as Central America, you can say Mestizo, you can say Afro, Descendant, California. That is optional. I'm not gonna, you know, I put, I posted, oh, I added it there because some people don't want to identify with the general identity and that is okay. So it's there. Um, your GPA, and let me put a parenthesis here. I added the GPA, and if you apply to this, um, in this team of who's going to pick the recipient, were three of us: one from Nicaragua, one from Honduras, which is me, and then the other from Salvador. At this moment, hopefully, once the scholarship continues to grow, I'm able to get people from all seven countries because I want at least someone to be represented and be able for us to read and make sure like the people who are applying understand that who's reading it can identify with with you as well um and one of the person told me hey add the gpa just in case you know so i added it <laughs> i added it for you know yeah next question but to be honest a number does not define you we just we just added it for to i mean we added it to see just you know they said like we are between two people i don't know maybe that will play a role but i know the gpa does not define you i had a gpa in high school of 2.89 and yeah it's awful if you're coming from from that you can say like oh my god like my gpa was through for how you i didn't know english so I know that does not define me because how I was in the system put me on regular classes with not knowing the language. So I know that does not define you. We'll just have it there for like an extra information. Um, but I know the number does not define you. Uh, we do have like, you can choose between high school, senior, freshman, sophomore, junior, like that. And then like the questions, um, what college you're attending, what major are you planning to attend. Tell us a little bit about yourself. That's come on more the general one. What does being Central America means to you? Again, uh, what means to you if you don't identify with the general identity of Central America? Tell us a little bit of like your like how do you identify? Um your career goals, uh what has been your biggest obstacle and how you overcome it? I share this because 
I added this question because we have gone through so much of, you know, obstacles in our lives that sometimes we don't acknowledge that we went through that and how strong they have made us. So for me, the added question is not for me to kind of learn your trauma or, you know, all the things, but kind of for you, it's kind of for you to reflect on the past years and how strong everything has made you. Because of course, like what doesn't break you, doesn't kill you. Or I think that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, but because every obstacle that person I have had in my life and I continue to have, I know I have made me a better person and have made me push more towards my dreams. So that's that's the reason of that question. Uh, not because I want to know. That is mainly as a reflective question. And technically, what does Voice of Scholarship mean to you? <laughs> I know this kind of more, more like a general because... Uh, I mean, if we kind of like say, oh, like, what would this scholarship would mean to you? You know, it's like, well, it will help me pay my bills, you know, type of thing. But for me, it's like voices for me is a very important word in this scholarship because each of you means a lot to this community. Each of your voices have helped us create platforms, you know, and it's not here with a mentality like, oh my God, I'm going to be the voice of the voice. Nah, it means that your voice matter. So this scholarship is your voice. So why, how, like, what would that mean to you? You know what I mean? Because for us, it's like giving this scholarship to you means that we will support it's like it's yeah, it's a support for you to continue your goals to like later in your years you can accomplish all your dreams and being a representative of this community. And hopefully in the years to come we're not as overshadowed by other communities as we have been for the longest. So yes, that is the whole voices scholarship that I wanted to share. I wanted to kind of like break it down for you just in case you're having uh, questioning to apply, uh, questioning. Um, but if you know someone who identifies as Central American, check all the boxes, share it with them. It takes no more than, I will say, 30 minutes to apply. Um, so yeah. And the other thing that I was going to say is that that incredible application how many applications we have gotten i didn't know it was gonna get that many which is making it so hard for us by the amount of scholarship application that we have gotten i know the community is needed of these resources i have seen my inbox being flooded with application each each no each day, two to three, here or there, uh, sometimes, no, but you know, like the community is needed of these resources. And the fact that we're not gonna wait for someone to make a general of us. We're not gonna wait for us to 
for other people to make or resources. You know what I mean? Like I have met so many people through this, through this podcast, met so many people through social media that I know they started their platform, their resources, just because they were tired of waiting for those resources. So at the same time, this is kind of the same thing. Kind of tired of not be able to apply for something that we can feel seen. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is for. And for for the future, I want everybody to think that way because we have already talked how we not like, we might be under this umbrella of the Latinx community, but we all justify differently. And resources that you feel seen, you feel, you feel acknowledged, you feel welcome are so important. And so is the scholarship. And so is education opportunities that are not only catered to you, but are available and accessible for you. So it have left me blown away. And of course, I will continue to do my best to continue to have this program um, for the longest <laughs> I can do it and expand because I have said at the beginning of this episode, scholarship is, it was not only like for me, voices, scholarship. Yes. Is at uh, this moment is only for the United States, but for me, it's like voices funds, which is an educational fund. That's how I call it in my, in my head. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to continue supporting education all in here, but in Central America, I know it will be hard. I know like I have to, at one point I have to be over there in order to make it happen. Am I able? No, because I cannot travel outside of this country. But at one point, I know I will. And at one point, I know that your support, this beautiful community, would be the support to other communities and other people to have access to school. So at this moment, we, of course, we're only doing it here in the United States, um, support with the scholarship for those who go into college. But my goal is one day to support over there in Central America, either with computer, even with books, um, education, um, what's it called, um, supplies, like backpacks and stuff like that. And even though probably I will start first with my country, not because of preferable, but because I have more access to connect with people because it's easier for me to connect more. Like, you know, I would actually have to um, talk with other people for me to reach those communities who are more like in need of those supplies. And I said those computers and stuff like that because I don't know if you remember um, the the episode of Emily. I think her name is Emily. Okay. I don't know if you remember the episode that we talked. I, I think it was a Spanish episode, actually, that we talk about airspace. Um, she's from Nicaragua. And we talk about the brecha, you know, la, like, La brecha educacional, I think that's how it's called in Spanish. I am not sure. But 
we talked about how, yeah, there's education, uh, what's it called, opportunities, but most of them are in the city and not every student lives in the city. And I noticed a little bit like when talking with my family in Honduras, when there was like, oh yeah, there's no internet. Like there have to do like classes through the phone. Like, of course it was a different time of like doing classes through Zoom, but still like they continue to do, you know, homework through the phone. And it's not the same as having like your own computer. And it's, yeah, computer can be seen as luxury, but when you're in education, especially nowadays, is a necessity. So things like that, like notebooks, backpacks, even though it doesn't feel like a lot, is super important for for like someone over there that the the price tag is horrendous, expensive, and cannot be afforded. So hopefully in the years we can transition to um make something available over there that uh, again is is our goals. And we hope to um, one day be able to start that. And that will be only, of course, uh, we will only be able to do that with like the support of the community here um, and your support. Believe me, your support doesn't mean it's only donation doesn't mean just buy uh, or merge. Your support means sharing it, sharing the episode, sharing the information with others. Like a share that maybe you are not in the means to contribute, and that is okay. You know, like if you need to eat today, please don't don't buy or, or stuff. <laughs> don't donate because you know you you need to eat. You know what I mean. Um, but if you share it, someone else who have the means probably can support us. So that's why I share like or comment is so important especially like in nowadays it's like completely like consider that a whole donation believe me um yeah and so um some updates before i close this today episode um that i wanted to kind of share i know this is kind of another typical thing it's kind of more like a breakdown a little bit it's to let you know that include central american sweaters um pre-sale is now available i do pre-sale kind of like when one ends the other starts and the reason is because again i don't have the means to buy them all once and put them in the shop and wait for everyone to buy them because i don't have the money for it but uh this pre-sale would end on may 8th everything will be shipped by the end of may again this pre-sale sweaters are one my favorite i love to wear them uh, <laughs> And the other one is 50% goes to the scholarship and 50% goes to to support the podcast to help me pay for the things that I have to pay, the website, the recording. I know it's not a lot. Like we, I, if I don't remember the math, I pay about $75 per month um, for it, like in total of all the platforms that I use in order to run this, uh, this podcast. So that helped us with that. So it's a little bit. And then if we have a little bit of money extra, we just keep it there. And like when our community needs support with like donations, we try to do it from there. I, and this is a disclaimer, I don't keep any of the money if the money is for the podcast. 
or the money goes for the scholarship. I don't make a dime out of podcasts. I just do this podcast because I love it. I love to talk with you guys. I love to talk with so many people, but the community is like learning and I don't know. It's just, I love to do that. So I just wanted to share that because I'll make sure you guys know how <laughs> to make anything about this. And I don't mind. I completely don't mind. Um, but as long as it honestly, truly, truly helped me to pay the bills of the podcast and to continue doing the, the scholarship. And also, I think I still have like about three bucket hats available. Those are non pre sale. Those bucket hats is like once they're gone, they're gone. I don't gonna make them again. The sweaters, because they're my favorite, I don't think I can go without them. Um, but I don't know, maybe. I am still planning to add more items into the pre into the shop, like maybe other designs of bucket hats or, or like t-shirts or things like that. I'm still planning. Uh the person who designs the kind of let me think sir, Annette illustration. Uh, she's the one who have done our logo, everything. Um she's one we met through the podcast once I, I asked for her to do my logo and now uh, have become almost like a really really good friend if i can consider her my best friend actually um but yeah uh other updates just make sure that the scholarship does end at the end of this week so please share this information with whoever you think might be my benefit from it i would honestly appreciate it so much I am so sorry I'm sharing this information so late, but it will only take you like 30 minutes. I will say personally, max, or if not like an hour to apply. So please share this information. I will appreciate that, please. Oh, I almost forgot. Other ways to help us raise funds for the scholarship for next year is of course like the pre-sale that's going on right now uh all the pre-sales from here all the way to next year for february all the 50 percent will go towards the scholarship of next year which again will open on march 1st of 2023 donations the link is over there down the bottom if you don't want to get merch we have a donation link that we are accepting donation year-round and also the the patreon with the Patreon, 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 I never know how to pronounce it, but with the Patreon, um, at the beginning, I started with the Patreon with the idea that I was going to start posting content there, but again, it's me with a lot of stuff in my plate, um, <laughs> and I don't want to feel like I'm excluding people at the same time. So with the Patreon, I have one tier. It's about $10 per month. And with the Patreon is that 100% of those funds will go towards the scholarship. And once you hit six months or something, I'm going to send you something from myself, um, from, from us. Uh, I said thank you for continuing to support the education here in the Central American community. Um, so yeah, uh, check our Patreon again. The link will be here in the bottom. Um, kind of like the the tier is ten dollars. I think everything. The tier is ten dollars. Um, so yeah, I appreciate your support. Everything. Uh, but yeah, I think that's 
it for today. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much uh, for supporting this podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. And I will talk to you on our next episode. Thank you. Before I say hasta luego or onto our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patreon or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donations for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode.